Hello there. It's showtime, Mr. Funny Bones. With your hosts, Tyler Kane and Alex Lyshow, this is Two Clowns and a Goat. No way. <laughs> What's up, DC? What's up, dude? Dude, it's been way too long, man. Okay, so before we get into this, can you do your ABCs real quick? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, it sounds good. I just want to make sure you weren't a Russian robot. <laughs> felt like it was something that we needed to just get out. I have survived the uh, attack on my Instagram account, dude. That was crazy, man. That was probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> because you more than, like, gosh, I don't even, what do you call it when you do something almost by 10 times? Whatever. You had, like, less than about 15 posts, and that thing put, like, 150 up within the span of four hours. Dude, I, I don't know. Wait, I got to check. Oh, wait, I can't anymore. I'll tell you what happened. So, right around, it was, this was, like, last Monday, right? Like, a week ago. Yeah. I got probably 25, 30 texts from people. You're hacked. What's going on? And I'm like, geez, this is not good. The weird thing is I knew I was hacked a couple months ago when I got, I got this virus on my computer. And I had, to, I had to wipe my memory and stuff. And I logged into my Instagram account and I couldn't get in. So I was like, all right, I'm hacked. But he wasn't posting until last Monday. Interesting. So what, Interesting. So what I had to do was you have to go to Instagram. You have to download the app. You have to click this little button. And then they send you a code in an email. You have to write down the code on the sheet of paper. You have to hold it up in your camera and take a picture of yourself with your face, the code on the sheet, and you have to have your hand visible. And then you have to write also on the sheet of paper your username and another email that they did not email the code to. (laughs) So... You do all that. They send another email to the email you wrote down on the sheet of paper. You have to answer some more questions. And then finally, they give you your access back. So That's... I got back. Yeah, it's intense, dude. It's intense like Fort Knox. Yeah. So I got back on finally. And I was just like, I'm done with this. And I deleted my account. So I'm off Instagram. I know. I went to I went to like pull back up to see if they post anymore. I was like, Alex took it down. All right, good. It's probably a yep. smart move. Yep, because... I'm officially off. I knew when I texted you, I felt bad. So I'm like, you probably got like a hundred other text messages selling it anyway. But I, I had to get those jokes out. I'm really sorry. So, <laughs> I fully expected you to. And I loved them. I really liked them. Because I, uh, I, I was, because it was like a puzzle for me. I was trying to figure out what this ad was for. I, I couldn't, because you saw the pictures, didn't you? Yeah. It's weird, man. What did you think? Like, I couldn't tell. And I was, it was a joke, but I was also serious. It was either sunglasses turtlenecks or some sort of discount sale at some random store. <laughs> I couldn't make heads or tails of it. If I had to guess, it, it, I think it would have been like some sort of social media company. It was such a weirdly designed picture. It was kind of like, it was kind of like artsy, like a little cartoony. And I don't know. My fourth option, and this was the one I kind of put on the back burner because I didn't have any evidence. It's possible it could have been a spot the difference company advertising their new service. <laughs> the post was two pictures that looked exactly the same. And I was trying to find like any sort of difference between the two and I couldn't. So props to them. 
because they're doing a great job. Uh, you are such a clown, dude. But you I, are I such even, a moron. I even went on and like went on Instagram on my laptop, which I wasn't sure was a thing, and it's very, very strange to go on Instagram on your laptop. And I tried yeah. to like, I was trying to figure out a way to save the picture, but I couldn't. So I like screenshot it, cropped it down. I was trying to Google image search it, but I couldn't get any hits because I really just wanted to see like, all right, this has to come up somewhere, but it didn't. I wonder if we could, um, if there's like a, a Russian to English google translate that we could like type the characters into i started that and it's very very hard to find russian symbols yeah yeah all right well i'll have to do a little bit more sleuthing send me that picture because i don't have it yeah yeah, yeah, i'll send it okay (laughs) okay good dude so all right how's everything going anything anything great the last two weeks uh so gosh so i'm sure because you went to new york and san francisco right yep all right, so I have a. Say that again. I have a small handful of stories. If you want to go through yours first. I have. <laughs> I have a. I have one crazy story, and it's very embarrassing. But. <laughs> what? Whatever you want. You You want me to go first? I, I can go first. Oh, okay, let's end with yours. I'll go first because. Okay. 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 I am putting myself on the hot seat. Uh, pretty hardcore. Um, so I have like a handful written down and I definitely forgot them as it just kept getting worse and worse. So, uh, first off, this is like the day after we shot our podcast. I found out whatever, whenever we shot that, uh, the very next day, the Chick-fil-A crush I had has a boyfriend. (laughs) Sad story, but it's happened before. You just learn to move on. Okay. Um, That sucks. And we'll do a short little recap because you remember everything that happened last year with Swing Dance, Katie, yes. and possible at best bisexual. Yes, yes. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> there is this one girl that lives in my apartment complex. And she's sort of cute, definitely not my type, but I've always thought she was kind of cute. Okay. Uh, but So I had to go knock on her door to let one of our flooring people in her apartment. And... I was talking to her and she's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just waiting on my partner and then we're going to head to Atlanta for the weekend. I was like, your partner? Because I knew she like went to law school. So I was like, like a law partner? What is she? And then this other girl walked out the back and like waved it. It's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh and my. I'm like, it like clicks. I was like, <laughs> oh, dude. And I was just mind blown. Like, she's a lesbian. What is this world we live in? Every girl that we're remotely interested in is either in a long-term, long-distance relationship or now gay. <laughs> what, okay. what, ha- what is happening? So there's that. And then you remember that friend that uh, I was going to bring to Jeff's party that we never even went to and yeah, 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 yeah. ended up going on a not date with her? The one that came that. to trivia with us? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I've not spoken to her since our not date at all but she has consistently throughout the years posted pictures of her at the like whatever atlanta rally they have for pro homosexuality you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah the gay pride one yeah the gay pride one right and she posted like a ton of stuff like two weeks ago oh no and so now i'm like i have just no radar at all <laughs> i don't know what happened that broke it or if I just never had one. What happened to your gaydar, dude? I don't know. But I, like, I think it works fine for guys. I think it's okay there. 
But I kind of because I I keep running back into this same situation. There's no way like every girl I like can be gay, right? What, can't be possible. What is it about these girls that you find attractive? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, and I'll be clear: the one in my apartment, I just thought she was cute. Definitely not my type. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Katie was pretty attractive until I found out she was gay. I'll admit mm. that. Wait, so she's offic- She's officially? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so, I, all right. Again, it's mostly speculation. But, <laughs> but, but we're pretty sure. Problem. Okay, I, I didn't yeah. know if you we'll, had we'll confirmation on that. Okay. Not at all, not at all. Uh, I'm just going off my intuition here, as bad as that is, apparently. No, I think you're right, though. But, so, I, I feel like I'm definitely on the hot seat, though. Like, something's off, don't know what. I wonder uh, what it is. I wonder what the vibe is that's pulling you into these girls. I don't know. I don't know. It's terrifying, though. Uh, but so just to round it off, and this is really what's like turning the, the burner up. Oh boy. My, uh, <laughs> my coworker, his name's Tony and he's, he's about my height, definitely more muscular and broad. And he's got like short blonde hair. Okay. Um, but he was, he was downtown on Halloween. He was fairly inebriated with a group of friends. Okay. And he said he was just walking back to the apartment complex cause he lives there and he heard someone yell his name and he turned around and it's the girl I went on that date with. <laughs> and she's like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey. And he said she asked him for a hug. And so he gave her like one of those weird, awkward side uh, hugs. Yeah. All his friends started laughing at him because they could tell how uncomfortable he was. Yeah. And then she says, we should hang out again soon. What? And he like, what? And he says, what? And she says, ha ha, all right, I'll see you later. And ran off. And he was just staying there like, she thought I was Tyler. <laughs> So, not only did I go on a date that I thought was a date that might not have been a date with someone I didn't like and get trapped into it for almost three hours, she then forgot <laughs> and mixed me up with someone who doesn't even look But you did say he was muscular, right? That's true. So, in the glass half full kind of world, that's a compliment. <laughs> I'm glad you put the spit on that because I've really been just like, you have got to be kidding me. All this is happening at once. That's the only positive I, that I now have. Now, the negative side is this guy was very, very drunk, probably acting like a fool. <laughs> so True. True. So that's not good. Th- dude, that girl's – I think we can yeah. safely say she's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And he kept he, – when he was telling me the story, he was like, I, I think she's just a little bit crazy. I was like, she is definitely crazy. There's no ifs about it. She's yeah, she's crazy and she might also be a little bit blind. It's true. <laughs> that's, that dude, that's weird, man. That's very weird. <laughs> um Okay. Do you got do you have any more stories? No, no, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Alright, TC. So let me just let me just preface this by saying if anyone actually listened to this podcast. I would not be telling this story right now on air. <laughs> if this ever goes public, well, I just want to cover myself in the future. If I'm ever working a high-profile job and for some reason this podcast gets uncovered, don't hold this against me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this story now. Here we go. If we ever get more than 200 listeners, we'll take it down. Just this episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so I go to New York two weeks ago and – we, so we stay in downtown Manhattan by Wall Street. It's in this really nice hotel. I'm there for five days. I'm pretty amped up about it. I'm like, New York, this is going to be sick. 
So I'm under the impression that I'm going to, I'm going to work at a command center in downtown Manhattan, like five minutes from the hotel. And it was going to be nice and all this stuff. I get there Sunday night and they tell me, no, 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 you're not experienced enough to work in the command center. We're going to send, yeah, we're going to send you out to a hospital and you can just kind of go and assist out there. And I was like, okay. So I get sent out to Queens, a hospital in the middle of Queens. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Queens. I'm the only white dude there. It is every undocumented person, every ethnic person, which is fine, whatever. But I'm the only white guy there. I'm getting, I'm dressed up in a button down shirt, slacks. Like I look professional. Nice. And I get dropped out of my Uber and I can't find, I can't find the hospital. So I'm walking around in Queens at 7.30 in the morning on Monday for 15, 20 minutes looking for this hospital. I'm getting the scariest looks from people walking by. <laughs> Dude, it was scary, man. Every sign was in a different language. I'm getting death stares. I keep thinking people are following me. I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> okay, so that's the area I'm in. Now, on the first day, first day I'm not going to go into the disaster that this day was. An absolute disaster. Monday was one of the worst days of my life. Oh, my gosh. On Monday, I get into an elevator around 2 p.m. And this creepy dude gets in the elevator with me and this other lady. And it's a small elevator. (laughs) And he's standing probably two feet away from me. And he's, okay, he's like 70 years old. He hasn't shaved in probably three months. Baggy t-shirt. I don't know what was his deal, but he was creepy. And so he's standing two, three feet in front of me, staring down at me, just, just staring at me, <laughs> eyes wide open, like he's like, hi. And he's just looking down at me. I'm like, geez, this is weird. And so he goes, there's only 11 floors in this hospital. And so he goes, do you want to go up to the 17th floor with me? <laughs> and at first, I'm just like nervously laughing. I'm like, okay, it's like an old dude, like whatever. And then he goes, I keep all my bodies up on the 17th floor. And I was like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) And so I don't say anything at this point. And then he goes, I had a pimp killed back in the eighties and no one believes me. I keep him up on the 17th floor. And at that point, the elevator doors open, the lady gets off and I just pile out of there. I'm ran out of there. I was like, what is going on? So that's the environment I'm in, okay? It's just the creepiest hospital. It's run down. It's dumpy. There's creepy people talking to me and staring at me. This is where I'm working for five days, 12-hour shifts. My gosh, that's horrible. Okay, so now you have the scene. Wednesday comes around, okay? Halfway okay. through the week. And, oh, I, oh, I, I got to put this in there. Tuesday night, I walk around downtown Manhattan. After work, it's cold. It was beautiful down there. Went to the 9-11 Memorial, walked yeah, around. It was gorgeous, dude. It was gorgeous. So I walked around for about an hour and a half, walked back to the hotel around 8, went to this Mexican place for dinner. And I show up, and I go to the guy behind the counter and say, get me a burrito and get me a burrito bowl. I was starving. And he said, what do you want on it? I said, give me anything that you would get on it. Just make me whatever you would make. He's like, all right, sounds good. So he's thrown in corn, 
beans, guacamole on the house, every kind of fiber, oh, nice. every kind of fiber he could throw in this thing. I'm like, sweet. So I eat it. And so Wednesday morning comes around and I get to the hospital right around 730. <laughs> and all of a sudden... I just feel this horrible, horrible feeling in my stomach. And I'm like, this is not good. I have, you know, 11 and a half hours left of this. I, I have to go to the bathroom. And so there's no, there's only one bathroom in this, in this huge hospital. There's one bathroom. And in this bathroom, there's two stalls. Okay. Oh my God. It, it's just the nastiest bathroom you've ever seen. There's pee on the seats. There's there's stuff on the ground. It is filthy. So I go into this bathroom, and my first goal is, okay, let me try and just pee. Maybe if I pee, this horrible feeling in my stomach will pass. It'll just relieve a little pressure. Exactly. So I go up to the urinal. There's no one in the bathroom. I go up to the urinal. I start peeing. <laughs> As I release, <laughs> I diarrhea my pants. <laughs> now, it doesn't fully come out, but a little comes out into my pants. And it's watery, dude. It is disgusting. And I'm now, I'm now just like pinching as hard as I can. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> So I run, I like waddle over to the two stalls. <laughs> I go to the bigger one in the back first. I walk in, I close the door. There's no lock on the door. It's broken. No so it's way. just, it's a free swinging door. I'm like, all right, that's fine. There's another stall. So I go into that stall. There's no lock on that one either. So now I'm like, oh my gosh. So... <laughs> I sit down on this nasty toilet seat. Nasty. And I just spray. I just spray my burrito and my corn. It was filthy, dude. It was like I had a hose. It was like I had a hose coming out of my butt. So, now I'm sitting there and I'm like, what do I do? Like, I can't, I can't wear this underwear around. So... As I'm sitting on this stall, now there's people coming in and out of this bathroom. And I'm like, please don't come in here. Please don't come in this unlocked door. So I finagle my pants off of my legs. I'm now sitting there, butt naked on this toilet. I take my underwear off one leg at a time. (laughs) I throw it in the trash. And now I'm sitting there and I'm like... I'm about to commando in blue dress pants. So I wipe, whatever. It's all good to go. I'm like, okay, crisis averted. And I stand up and I go about my day. For the next hour, I'm walking around commando in dress pants. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if you ever commandoed in anything other than gym shorts, it's basically like you're naked. So I feel like I'm walking around this hospital just butt naked. And I'm worried that people can see my crack, 
And there's, I mean, there's nothing holding anything together. It's just, <laughs> it's awful. So I decide, okay, I have to do something about this. I have to go find some underwear. So I leave the hospital. I start walking around Queens. It's probably 10, 30, 11 now. It's still cold out. I'm walking around Queens, getting these dirty looks again. I'm not wearing underwear. So at this point, I'm, I'm really, I'm thinking this is probably the lowest point in my life. I've never been lower than I am right now. So I walk in, I walk around the block. I can't find anything. I end up walking into this pharmacy. <laughs> and I'm like, please have some underwear. Like I, I didn't think that they would, but I was hoping that maybe they would for some reason. So I walk into this pharmacy. It's very small. You know, it's some Indian lady working behind the counter. I'm getting weird looks. I walk in. I go to the back. There's no underwear. Oh, my gosh. There are adult diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see? I kid you not. I kid you not. I stood there for 30 seconds looking at the diapers, (laughs) contemplating, am I going to do this? And I started plotting. I started plotting. If I buy these, if I buy these adult diapers, if I buy these, am I just going to walk out with this package in my hand? Where am I going to go to put these on? <laughs> so for 30 seconds, I contemplate. And then I finally decide, I, I just can't go that low. I just can't admit that horrible defeat in my life. So I walk out of the pharmacia. It was the pharmacia or however you pronounce it in Spanish or whatever. So I walk out of there. And I, I pull open my phone and I'm like, okay, I just I type in I type in clothes store. Somehow there was an old navy about three about a third of a mile away. Oh my gosh. So I walk through the roughest part of New York to this old Navy. And I'm like, thank God there's an old Navy. Thank God. So I walk into this old Navy and I go to the back and there's, you know, there's underwear there. There's no packs of underwear of like three or four. There's just an, there's just individual underwear. You had to buy it individually. Oh, the classy stuff. Yeah. So I buy these boxer briefs that have, I was like, they had, they had a lot of cool styles actually. So I, I, I was like, ah, let me, let me pick out a cool one. So I picked out one that had a bunch of pizzas on it. So I was like, sweet. I'm like, I'll do this. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I'll get a New York slice of underwear. And so then I go to check out. And this, pair, this one single pair of underwear was $8. I'm like, geez. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. So, so I, go, I go to the back. And there's like a line of like three or four people. So I'm, I'm in this line for probably three or four minutes. And the whole time I'm just like, she's like, she has to know what's happening here. Like when I go up and I give her one pair of underwear at 1130 on a Wednesday, I'm all dressed up in my clothes. I'm like, what else, what other option could this be? Like it, if I was buying at least a pack of three, then maybe, you know, I'm buying it for my brother, I'm buying it for a friend, whatever. I just need more yeah, underwear. Yeah, sure. When you're buying one, 
at lunchtime, she's got to know I just pooped my pants. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so I go up there and I don't make eye contact. I just looked, I give it to her. It's like she's like the soup Nazi episode where, you know, you just like keep your head down and like move to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Just move along. I put my card in, I move along and I get out of there. And so then I'm like, all right, I have this underwear. I paid for it. I have it in a bag. Do I walk just directly into the dressing room now? Like it was right in view of the cashier. So I was like, do I, do I literally buy this, get the receipt and then walk straight into the dressing room? And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I walk out and I walk, I start walking through Queens again. I'm walking in random stores looking for a bathroom. None of these stores have bathrooms. None of them. So I end up walking back to the hospital a third of a mile away. I stuff the pair of underwear in my pocket so no one can see me as I walk to the hospital. I go back to the original bathroom because that's the only one available to the original stall with no lock on it. I take my pants off, put on my pizza underwear, pull up my pants, buckle up, and I go back to work. It was a disaster, TC. It was was probably the lowest part of my life. I'm not even joking you. So... I will 100, like, I'll even not, if we get more than 100 listeners, we can just go ahead and, like, <laughs> cut this episode in half. Because that is horrible. And TC, it was awful. Awesome. It was so bad. I am very, very proud of you for not going with the diapers. Because. Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, but I could have understood it, but I'm glad you found an alternative option. So, how was it just walking around in, in the uh, dress pants? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it was like, the whole time, I just, you know how Jerry Seinfeld's like, you know what the worst part about being naked is? That there's nothing to like, there's nothing to fix. You can't grab your shirt and fix yourself. There's nothing to check. You're just naked. That's how I felt, dude. There was okay. no underwear. Everything was just hanging out. And I was, I was very worried that people were going to see, like, I was worried that my pants were going to ride up my crack <laughs> or see, or see some sort of shape that I didn't want them to see. <laughs> and that's what I was like, I can't walk around for the next, you know, six hours with this. And I was like, it, something needs to change. So, um, is it like, what did you do in the hospital? Like all these days, like, what are you doing? Oh, TC. Oh, that, so that's another thing. I'm quitting my job. Very. Yes. Yes. That's what I really wanted to ask about. So is this what the, what kind of led to it? This, so this, so the New York trip was an absolute nightmare, dude. It was, it was honestly such a bad week. And I, it, it kind of gave me a picture of where I'm headed. And so basically, basically you show up and you get yelled at by all these people in the hospital because everything's set up wrong. Everyone's mad at each other. It's, it's, on, dude, it's honestly a nightmare. And I'm, I'm, they work 12-hour shifts every day. I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. this. I'm not doing this. It doesn't sound, doesn't sound good. Uh, I'm glad you're getting out. And yeah, like, so I'm, yeah, I'm applying for new jobs starting right after this podcast. Okay. So I'm out. I'm out. I'm, dude. 
I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A, or I'm at Chick-fil-A. I'm in the parking lot right now. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going in there. I'm trying to find some jobs to see. Good, dude. Good. There so is, there's one job I found. It's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of The Ringer, but it's a sports podcast out in LA. They're hiring an NFL podcast producer. I think you should check it out. Okay, so this job post I saw out in LA, it's at this place called The Ringer, and it's an NFL podcast producer. So I, okay. think, I think you should apply. Okay, yeah, I definitely will. Uh, because I feel like that's basically what we're doing already. It is. So if we can do that and get paid? Yeah. Like, that's pretty nice. I've never been to LA, and I'll have a pathological fear of earthquakes that will probably never even matter. <laughs> but... I'm I'm all for it, dude. And then you okay. can just talk about football. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's actually get into that if you're ready. For it. <laughs> let's do it, dude. Okay. So let's start with college, just because there's still less there. Um, and I have like I have this sheet of paper going for like the past three weeks of just stuff to talk about. Okay. Um. So at one point, Texas was ranked sixth. I don't know if you saw that. The yep. First rankings. Yep. And that was just, that was way too high. They were going to choke it. Everyone knew it. And yep. so they immediately choked it to unranked Oklahoma State, <laughs> yep. which was a great game. Uh, but I have to take back everything I said about Ellinger because he's really good. Dude, he's legit. I'm telling you, he's legit. <laughs> he's legit. Um, his game, like even against OK State, uh, and especially this past week to West Virginia, like he looks great. And yep. I, him, Colin Johnson, and then they have this other receiver, number 84, who looks almost exactly like Cordell Patterson, okay. but, like, he's better. His name is uh, Lil John. Like Little, Little John? No, so L-I-L. Lil? Apostrophe John. That's his actual name? That's his actual first name. I can't remember his <laughs> last name, but it's Lil John, and I love it. That's and I, I, like, with a name like that, you're just born to go to the NFL. It's, it's set in stone. And well, so, are you sure about that? Because I think you might be born to be a rapper. Mm. Well, I mean, Le'Veon Bell puts out raps. That's a good but point. But his career is kind of over. That's a good and... point. <laughs> <laughs> but so that game against, did you see any of their West Virginia game? I didn't see any of it. Nope. Ooh, such a great game. I like the Big 12 is not very, like, compared to at least the most elite teams, they're still not there. Yeah. But their games are so much more fun to watch. Oh my gosh. Just so it outs. came down, just shootouts. Will Greer, amazing. I don't know if you saw the highlight of his game time or his touchdown to put them down by one yeah. with like so it was uh you remember that pass Darnold threw last year against USC, the jump pass straight up the middle. Yes, yes. So it was super similar to that. They so they there's no they had no timeouts, no time on the clock. It's third and long. They're on like their own 40. Okay. And so he gets pressure, he moves around the pocket, kind of scrambles to the right jumps up and just hurls it down the seam straight to the wow. back of the end zone for a touchdown. Puts them down by one. Their, wow. I can't remember their, coach, their coach's name is, I can't remember his name, but so he comes on the sideline. He's giving Will Greer high fives. He's like, you want to go with a, win a football game? Let's go win a football game. So they go for two, <laughs> get it, win the game. Wow. Like, so Greer as far as, it was such a good game. Like, honestly, it's probably the best game I've watched this year so far. Dana Holgerson. Yeah, yeah, Dana Holgerson. So, 
yeah, but he needs to like he's going like he's got like this half bald mullet going on that's just got to go. <laughs> but great football coach. So, do you think Greer is going to be good in the NFL? Yes, I do. I think he's pretty similar to. I mean, he's not exactly Baker. He's got the same sort of skills, but he's more of a pocket passer. Okay. And I mean, even going back to his one year at Florida, like everyone knows he's been good. Uh, okay. So I, I, I'm high on Greer. I think he's like, cause I know, I think I was talking to Arnov about this. People are saying uh, the Oregon guy, um, Justin Herbert, I yep. think. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan. I think Greer is definitely better. Wow. Uh, that's a hot take, dude. Everyone's saying Oregon guys going one or two. I'm not, I'm not on it. I mean, part of it is just like, like the Oregon is just a weird team. I don't think they may produce they very good. They don't produce very good NFL players ever. But That's they true. always put up great – like, they've been a very scheme team. They don't really play anyone. And so, I, I think, honestly, at best, he's probably another Marcus Mariota, which is a, we're still – we've, yeah, we've been waiting on to see if he's any good for, like, the past five years. I think at it's year five – I think at year five and you still can't tell, it's a bust. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, um, tell me your thoughts on McSorley. He's trash. I mean, why, why do you say that? Why do I say that? What did you see? What did I see? Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Penn State game this past weekend? I didn't, no. So you didn't see the score? I saw the score. You saw the score. Okay, good. So just for everyone that didn't see it, it was 42 to 7. <laughs> uh, Trace McSorley was, let me pull it up real quick because it was really bad. And I liked how you avoided the text I sent to you in Arnav. Uh, he <laughs> what, was, what text? And the biggest. Five for thirteen for eighty-three yards and an interception. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. That's that's really bad. I can't defend. And that. I can't defend. Let's that. uh, let's okay. So let me go ahead and pile it on even more. He had twelve carries, known as a running quarterback, for negative six yards. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> now, Michigan has a good defense, and while I still question that fact. I, I like you. That's doesn't matter. Like he's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. Maybe he's barely a good. He's going to be just fine. Hang in there. Best defense in the country. He went up against. <laughs> what is, he's he's going to be okay. What? Who does he have around him? No, no one. I mean that's true. He's got no one. Uh, but and I'm still going to draw this back to the Ohio State game. They didn't let him throw the ball. Biggest play of the game. That's, fourth down to win it. That's a coach. It's not. That's not his. It's not his problem. So the coaches don't trust him. Why don't the coaches trust him? Mm, uh, bad logic. Bad logic. The coach is a moron. Uh, I'm bad. following out that game, and you know it. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, whatever. We'll put a pin in this because it, it's not good. Um, he's at best Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> so he'll probably get drafted by John Gruden for the Raiders and just go on to completely ruin his career. A late second, early third round pick. And, and he'll Oof, that he'll hurts. sit a year or two, and he'll be fine year three. So, uh, okay. All right, everyone has their bad taste. You, you, you can die on that hill. Um, did you – all right, so we'll talk about Georgia. Um, they showed up against Florida. They finally went to their best player, which is obviously Dude, he's Elijah really Hall. good, isn't he? Um, he's very, very, very good. Uh, it blows my mind he doesn't get the football even more Dude, than he has I didn't right think now. he was that good a year or two um, ago. And now I'm watching him like, he's going to the NFL. He's that good. Yeah, yeah. What what year is he? Is he a, no, he was no, a freshman. No. He was year. there last year. 
He might be a. Oh, was he? Okay. Me, I'll look it up. Um, because like Swift is good, Holyfield's still like, like he's a power back. He's a speed back. He makes people miss. Like he's very. Uh, I, I hate using the Adrian Pearson comparison. Swift, but he, he's Swift. that back that does it all, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Holyfield. Yeah, but Swift's not bad. Um, Let me see. So they had a very clutch Dude, game against Kentucky to so so win the East. That was just embarrassing. They had they opened it up with like a 15-yard pass for a first down. I was like, okay, this might be a game. Okay, he's a junior. And then they he's did a junior. the rest of the game. Um, he's a junior. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So he could declare this year? Man. I don't think he, he will. I think he'll probably the, the only stay interesting thing year. is that um, Zeus is going to be back next year. Zamir. Zamir. Who is Zeus? White, I think <laughs> no, the number one one. Is that that? Back who tours I thought, ACL. Wait. I thought. Oh, I forgot. Zeus. Yeah, he thing. was supposed to be legit this year, and then he huh. tours ACL. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I hate that, but I like yeah. the uh, like the nickname. That's pretty cool. Um, so I uh, did. Did you watch the Bama LSU game? My thoughts okay. are this: what are your thoughts? Bama is not going to play in a close game all year. Now, I will say LSU overrated. Their quarterback sucks. They, I mean, they're not. A th- yeah. they're not the third best team. They're like yeah, seven and- or eight probably. But regardless, to go into yeah. Death Valley against them on the road. Under the lights, dude, Bama is unbelievably good. It's It might be the best college team I've ever seen. Uh, I have to completely agree. Because um, like, I, 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 we didn't podcast yeah. for so long, I didn't give like, pre-game thoughts on it. But I can't remember if I talked. I probably talked to Arnaud when I talked to you no. about it. Like, I wasn't yeah. worried going to this game at all. Like, I was just unconcerned. I was fine. And then it started, and you oh, like yeah. that crowd was, lit. was unbelievably loud. I, I, I loved it. I, it's a game like I wish I could have gone to, just because the crowd's like that insane. Uh, but it, it like our weaknesses going into this year were in yeah. the secondary and the linebackers. We lost our first six defensive backs and two of our linebackers. Malcolm Wilson's first year, like in the leadership position. Dylan Moses' first year okay. actually playing healthy. And so every week they've been getting better. And now it's like there's just the same as like last year and the year before. They're getting incredible pressure, making great tackles, and our two freshman there, corners there's look not amazing. There's not a on the roster. It so, is unbel- it, it is a well-oiled machine. Well, a, kick, kicking is yeah, like – but, but kicking is weak for everyone bit. in college. It's like – it used to be like like Alabama's kicker was like you're missing like uh, your your pinky toe. You're like oh man, you're nice to have that, but you just don't have it. And this year it's just like it's like missing just a corner of the pinky. It's like you can barely even see it unless you take your shoe off. Oh and you actually have to kick an extra point. You don't make this it. is so annoying. This is so. so annoying. <laughs> but uh, I think I think on the last podcast I did say. If I had to pick a weakness for Tua, yes, it's that he, he loves the home run ball and he can't get away from it. And that finally came back to bite him this game. Uh, a few times, just with the pressure, he kept just throwing it deep and throwing it deep and just wasn't hitting it because he didn't have time to throw it. And then he finally threw his first pick 
And if he had another second to throw that ball, I think he could have thrown it a bit deeper and made it a touchdown. It wasn't a really horrible thing. It wasn't awful. But even – no, it really wasn't. Uh, and honestly, like, if he just put a bit more, like, juice on it, Judy could have gotten to better, it and at least, like, contested it. I, I think it was a better defensive play than it was a bad throw. Yeah, for sure. And coming from Dude, a back I mean, LSU secondary is going to have to. They're legit. No, yeah. They – so I came into this week. I knew LSU did not have a good quarterback. Bro, he's off. Like even against he's Georgia, off. he was fifty percent with one touchdown. He's not good. And for the past eight years, they haven't been able to run the ball yeah. against us. So he was gonna yeah. have to throw the ball. That wasn't gonna work ever. Um, but so I wasn't like I thought they were overrated. I wasn't super concerned. But their defense is their defense is pretty good. Uh, Battle is a great yeah, safety. Yeah. Kind of sucks. He went out on the very first play, and then. Both are greedy. I, I like greedy just because his name's amazing, but he also played pretty well. <laughs> and then their other corners are pretty decent too. So it, it's just it's just great. I, I love being a part oh, of this gosh. epic era. Okay, let me and it's gonna this. be so sad when what, it's over. What team are you most worried about? Okay. So Clemson has the best – like, they have the only roster I think that's going to compete. Yes, Ohio is. State has been overrated the whole year. But I've, I'm still not okay. completely sold on Trevor Lawrence. This – like, last week was the first week he – I'm sorry, two weeks ago was the first week he yeah. actually threw for over 200 yards. And then this past week he threw for, like, 300 and, like, He's a true touchdowns. Freshman. But they didn't play anybody. He's a true freshman. I'm not – like, and I'm still not sold on him in the offense – they are primarily a running team this year because he's a true freshman, which still is not going to work against us. And just the way two is playing, I, I don't think they stand a chance. If I had to pick a team that might come close to actually competing with really? us, it's going to be Georgia in the SEC championship. Game. Yeah. And I say that strictly because this is the exact game. Everyone is going to just like, especially just because what happened last year, it's going to be a vengeance game. They're going to bring their a game. They're going to be on top of everything. Fromm's going to have – he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to have a great game. But Dude, I still don't think Georgia's defense is good enough to stop us. It's, so, it's not even close to last year's defense. Yeah. I, I think uh, yeah. Baker is a great corner. He'll probably yeah. go yeah. top 15. But I don't, I don't respect anyone else in the secondary. Yeah. And we have way I more mean, than no one. Stop, no, that defense is not stopping too well. No way. The only the only yeah. thing that's in Georgia's favor in that game, I think, is whatever semblance of home field advantage they get from playing in Georgia instead of Alabama at the dome. Yeah. So I like the twenty twelve SEC championship game. I think this is going to be similar to that throughout the first half, uh, because just because Georgia's run defense been so bad, I think it is going to be very yeah. very run based offense. But two is not going to stay quiet for long. And hopefully, by then, he'll actually be healthy. He's got to get that knee ready to roll. When, when he went down, when he got hit uh, in the lower region, yeah, every time he goes out, down, I thought he like, died. I was just my world. <laughs> Especially for this week, like, because Jalen just had surgery on his ankle because he had a minor ankle sprain. He, he Saban says he'll be 100% yeah, yeah. by next week. It just takes some time to heal. But they showed yeah. that clip of him walking around on the sideline, like, like there's no way Mac Jones is gonna be able to come in there in that environment and actually yeah. probably win the game. So, so I went to 538.com uh, yesterday with some dudes at work and we started running through playoff scenarios. Yeah. 
And here's basically what I settled on. There are three teams that are locked in. Bama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Okay. They're locked. Comes yeah. down to one spot between Michigan, Agreed. Georgia, and Oklahoma. Yeah, so the way I see it, Georgia's out once we beat them in the SEC championship game. And I'm going to go ahead and say oh, we're going to beat oh, them yeah, just because beat Georgia, I, I don't think they're going to win. Georgia's out, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Georgia's out. Uh, I honestly don't think Oklahoma's going to beat – I think it's going to be Oklahoma-West Virginia, and I don't think I don't Oklahoma's going to win. Um, I don't think they're that good either. And, I, like, I think Greer is playing just, like <sighs> – I can't remember his name. What's Oklahoma's quarterback? Uh, yeah, Murray. I think Murray's really good. I just you know think what I heard Murray's about better, Murray? He's a better pocket passer. He's not going to the NFL. What? He's he's making no. He's got a baseball contract. Uh, athletic department in that athletic department. He's making the second most amount of money behind the head coach. Yeah, he like I don't remember what team it was, but he's like signed a contract for the season started as long yeah, as he I think it's like college football his last year. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, so that's actually like it's pretty cool. Uh, it's one of those things that they bring up every single yeah. game that just gets super annoying. Um, but yeah, so it's it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, but I just think Greer's okay. a better passer overall, and I don't. But I mean, so that knocks Oklahoma out, and that just leaves Michigan. And I, I, I the way they're playing right now, no, I just they, don't see it. Ohio State Ohio didn't State. look good against Nebraska. Now, Mm-mm. let me throw this so, out there. There's still let, let's say Georgia beats Bama. Okay. Let's just go with it. Who's in? Okay. Um, I, it's hard, very hard to predict. I, Georgia I think you got to put Georgia to in. in. If they beat the number one team, they have to be in. They have to be. So then I think it would be yeah. Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, and then it comes down to Bama. Big Ten champion Michigan, and is that it? I think so. And at that point, like I honestly think that's the year they put it to Michigan, uh, just because they've over like especially because now Notre Dame's ranked, like and that's their only lot. Like they're they're overranking everyone that's really not that good. So Michigan's going to have a lot of quality wins so, on the schedule. So okay, let's say Michigan get gets in. We're keeping Bama out instead of Notre Dame. That's so hard to do. It is, but I think that's definitely what happens. An undefeated Notre Dame is not going to be. I agree. I, I just don't think they're that good. Yeah, no, they're, they're not. I really don't think so. Um, I, I think it'll be fun to watch as the season keeps going. Um, just because everyone flips out about everything, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, but so we have two weeks of everything happening in the NFL to catch up on. Dude, it's been crazy, man. The NFL is so good this year. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it, it's really a renaissance. I was very worried about the headhunting rules and the uh, falling on the quarterback rules. It hasn't been an issue since week three. No, they finally got it figured out. Uh, everyone's th- on the same page. I think they've really hit a home, a home run with the, uh, the head rule. Yeah. Because, dude, no one's hitting them in the head anymore. Yeah. And uh, you want to talk about, like, NFL beating college football in some ways – all their penalties for targeting are so much better. They make sense. Yeah. Like you watch any college game, you guaranteed at least have one targeting penalty call per game just because that's the way yeah. they do it. But yeah, I'm glad the NFL's kind of got it sorted out. 
Yeah, so it's been a great season. Um, I'm sorry about Darnold. I'm just, okay. I just I, feel bad for you and your. I had this. Mafia. I had this whole talk with Arnav earlier, and the, I, and I'll go ahead and tell you if you didn't watch the Dolphins game. Um, first off, it kind of sucks for you because you missed the worst game in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Like, you watch the game, and, and you watch the stat line. You hear people talk that also didn't watch the game, and he played a bad game. Yeah. Now, he didn't have a great game, obviously. Yeah. But they are asking him at 21 years old to be the best player on the offense as a rookie yeah. quarterback, and he can't do it. And I don't understand that they're – and you kind of relate this to the Packers. Every week, it's the same offensive game plan. It doesn't matter who you're playing. doesn't matter what personnel is out there. doesn't matter who's healthy. Yep. It's, the same, it's the same game plan. Almost yep. every single play looks the same. And it doesn't work, first off, because that's a dumb thing to do. And second off, because all our players suck. There is yep. no one on offense helping Darnold besides Quincy and Neymar. You guys might have the worst offensive personnel in the league. It's terrible. And the entire game, did you watch any of it at all? I didn't see any of it. No. There is a 90% chance if you watched one play, it was a snap almost going over Donald's head or, <laughs> or two feet to his right. He'd have to make a lunge for it and pick it up. And then he has like, you know, almost a full second less time post read, post snap yeah. read. And the, the, like Bulls after the game is like, oh, we never thought about taking the center out until he, like, he injured his hand. And so in the third quarter, that's when they finally subbed him out. Yeah. Before that, he's like, oh, he's just fine. He's staying in there. Donald's <sighs> going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. He's going through a rough rookie year, but he's got not, he's got nothing around him. I mean, you knew when you took him that you had to give him pieces, but you, yeah. So you and guys traded up for him, right? Yeah, we traded up for him. Yeah. So no, you, had yeah, to, you had to do that because he's going to be good. But when you traded up for him, you, did you have a first round pick this upcoming year? Gosh, I don't even know. I, uh, but it doesn't – it's not like it really matters because when we trade up for him, we knew what we were going to – we were going to get a rookie quarterback. We were going to have yeah, to, you know, exactly. help him out. And so Bates and Bowles' whole season this year should have been, let's develop Darnold. And they have done nothing. The offense is stale. When they give him passes, it's like third and long, like third and 15, third and nine. They, like, so he can't, like, make a good read. He has to force balls. It's – and so I'm not saying we should I – don't, I don't think Ben Shikim's going to, like, help. Not really. Uh, yeah. He – like, the only – like, he's just – like, getting more snaps is ultimately what's going to be best for him. But I am saying we should fire Jeremy Bates. We should fire Todd Bowles and bring some – like, you watch Shanahan play or you watch Shanahan coach, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, uh, all these Thanks, offensive – McVay, they just have – even Josh McDaniels, they have cool, interesting, smart players. Naggy. And then you watch, you watch us. There's an inside run. There's an inside run. There's a slant pass for two yards. We're punting the ball. Dude. There's an inside run, incompletion, incompletion, punt the ball. You're <sighs> preaching to the choir, dude. <laughs> I've been, and I, I've been I, swimming through these thoughts all week. It just makes you so sick because, first off, you just know this is just coaching. Look what, look what Shannon's doing with 49ers. They have, like, no one. They have no one. They have Nick Bollins. Yeah. Come on. Yep. So, I mean, maybe putting him on the bench, having Josh McCown go in, and then just having him coach Darnold through some tape 
show him how he reads the defense when he's out there. And, but, like, at most, like, just do that for a couple games. Put Darnold back out there. There's no yeah. reason to sit him. Doesn't it feel like the league or – I mean, the league is heading into an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable period of offensive creativity. Yeah. And all these new age coaches, the ones we just named, they're the ones leading the division right now. They're yeah. the ones with their teams on top. I mean, defenses don't matter anymore. It's, off, it's an offensive-based league. If you can't score in this league, you're done. No. Doesn't, it, doesn't it feel like Chip Kelly in 2011 or 2012, whenever he came in, was he just a bit too early? Yeah, just a, I think just a honestly, and he came in and he had Michael Vick, he had Deshaun Jackson, he had uh, who's that guy that was on the, the other wide receiver on Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, gosh, that's yeah. a name I've heard forever. Yeah. And I think he was just trying to revolutionize it a bit too soon. I don't think he adapted yeah. enough to the NFL climate. I wonder if that was Howie Roseman that brought him in because he's on his game. He's a really Maybe. good GM. He might have just been a couple of years ahead of his time. Yeah. So, I mean, and you want to talk about one of the hottest offensive teams right now. He's a head coach, Cleveland Browns. Yep. Um, so, and honestly, like, you talk about, like, they're trying to – I think Lincoln Riley would be a good fit. Yeah, I was just about to say his name. <laughs> yeah, but – and that's, that was the first thing I wrote down when I heard that job was open. And then everyone, like, because we didn't podcast, everyone in the sports world got to it first. And I was like, this is my idea. <laughs> but – uh, I mean, I, I don't see him leaving just because Bob Stoops handpicked him for that job. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine him giving up after just two years. Who else is out there? Uh, I mean, McDaniels is going to be on the list, but I think he'd be a bad fit. Uh, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. He's definitely going to coach somewhere. Probably not the Jets. And I don't, I don't want him. I, I, I just don't like Josh McDaniels. I like – just everything with last year, everything that happened before, I'm just not a fan. Well, the other thing is he was a coach in Denver, and it did yeah, not go Yeah, well. that's, that's what I mean. I, I, I just, all that is not, not working. Um, so their name I wrote down, Eric Blimmy. Who? He is the Chiefs offensive coordinator, and every okay. time there is a hot offense, the very next year the offensive coordinator takes a head coaching job. I think it's a horrible idea, and I think a lot of this is more Pat Mahomes being great and Andy Reid being an offensive genius. Yeah. Uh, so I think he would go somewhere, kind of choke out within the year, and they'd Jeez. have to find it. But it does seem like a very Browns move to make, so I'm hoping they've actually changed and they don't go for it. That's the kind of guy that I could see the Packers hiring <laughs> with the Chiefs-Packers pipeline. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to even think about um, that. And so hopefully, I mean, the Browns, uh, John Dorsey, you know, Chiefs guy, hopefully I'm thinking he tries to – and I don't know if it's more or less likely that he would hire them or think about hiring him, but – it's not a bad um, prediction, dude. I like that a lot. Yeah. So the other two names I had written down, uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to be a hot name after this year. I still don't think he's going to be a good head coach. Uh, I, I cannot believe we're talking about him getting a head coaching job. I know. I, and this is like five I'm weeks shocked. after we were like, all right, he's fired. He's got to go. <laughs> My bold prediction was he wasn't going to make it to October. Same. Yeah, we were on the same boat there. He's, he's um, had a good season. I've got to give it to him. He has. I mean, you watch Matt, like Matt Ryan's – almost putting up 2016 numbers, which is Shanahan. So, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then the last name I had was Lane Kiffin, just because of everything we just talked about. You want to, I mean, you want to sit there and laugh. Lane Kiffin is a great offensive coordinator. Garbage out of here. Okay, Okay, putting all that aside, Lane Kiffin is a great offensive coordinator. You look at what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts, who really couldn't throw the ball freshman year. 
uh, the week before that or the year before that with Jake Coker, who wasn't that great of a quarterback with Derrick Henry. And then the year before that, when he took Blake Sims and Amari Cooper and produced uh, Heisman candidate and Cooper, like he knows, say what? Wasn't Lane Kiffin the Raiders head coach? He was. And you want to talk about progressiveness, maybe just a little bit too early. Um, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's follow that whole cycle. He was a Raiders head coach. Then he went to USC, fired on the tarmac, came to Alabama, recuperated, yeah. took the first head coaching job he could find. I think, like, like, I know he's got a lot of stigma to him, but I can't deny how effective of an offensive coach he is. So I, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe they'll even just take him as offensive coordinator because they still do one of those. So. He's dude, Lane Kiffin is just he's too he's too wild. You can't you don't want your head coach to be center of attention like John Gruden. That's that's true. And so he's maybe a, Lane maybe, Kiffin's on Twitter tweeting stuff yeah. out. Get that garbage out. So there. all right, so maybe maybe offensive coordinator is a better fit. Like but I think he's definitely qualified to coach in the NFL. I think he knows how to get people open, which is all you need to do. I, I think it could be a coordinator. I don't think it'd be yeah. a head coach. Um but just going off that, uh, you know who else was never qualified and still managed to keep a head coaching job and proves that anybody else can do it in the world? Who? Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been gone this past offseason. I mean, I, just everything he said after he got fired is amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. throwing everyone on the bus. I love it. And I don't think he should leave the NFL. I don't know, like, it just doesn't feel right, you know? Like, someone, I, someone somewhere should hire him. Packers should hire him. I feel like that's the reason. Please no. Please no. Please no. <laughs> Buy a gun. Don't do it. <laughs> so, I've always been anti-Hugh, anti-Marvin Lewis. They're, they're the same guy to me. They're just perennial uh, underperformers. Every single year. Get him out of the league. Get him out of the league. They're a joke. (laughs) Um, So let's stick with the Packers uh, because we didn't get to mention the heartbreaking loss they had to the Rams last week um, or the heartbreaking loss they had to the Packers this or to the Patriots this week. Uh, So you got any uh, anything to vent there? (laughs) So last week with the Rams, it was the best game I've seen our defense play in four years. Played great. The defense looked incredible. Jair Alexander is a home run draft pick. First draft pick for Goose. He's great. He's great. He's so good, dude. And here's the other thing. Not only is he amazing, he's fast, he's quick, he's locked down. He's an amazing teammate, dude. He, <laughs> he puts that eye black on under his eyes like he's a little warrior. And he's out there every play high-fiving his teammates, picking them off, off the ground. He's always jacking them up, showing a lot of energy. I love him, dude. I absolutely love him. So that's okay. the first thing. Now, the defense last week looked incredible. So even though we lost that game, we won't mention he who must not be named who fumbled the kickoff. He's dead to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I left the Rams game thinking, okay, that was a turning point game. I, I really, really felt good about them making a playoff run. I was super high all last week. Like, let's go. We're back. Yeah. And then, and then the real <laughs> team showed up on Sunday night in Gillette, just like the Jets. Boring plays. 
nothing in sync, drop balls, inaccurate passes, predictable runs, predictable routes, no one getting open. It's just it, – It was bad. How is it possible? The, the Patriots don't have a – statistically, they don't have a good defense. No. We should have put up 30 on the minimum. I mean, and it – like, I don't see the point in watching tape if this is all you do, is you come out every week and you do the same thing. I, I don't get it, dude. I, I don't get it. And it seems like our offense is based way too heavily on timing routes. Yeah. It's like every, every throw that goes incomplete, Rodgers is complaining about someone not being in the right spot at the right time. Like, so how could this all be so timing based? Like, it's, yeah. it's too nuanced. So, this is what I wrote down, and I stole the term off someone on Twitter. Uh, it's called goat over reliance syndrome. And oh, we've been suffering from that for six, seven years. Yeah. McCarthy has just gotten used to Aaron Rodgers doing everything. And now he's got a bit younger players, you know, just everyone's getting used to everything and he's having an off season because the offense runs through him. Like he's the one delivering the timing on the throws. He's having like, you can't depend on him to do everything as good as he is. I and know. It's Cowherd. Did you hear Cowherd's take on this? Like Monday night or Tuesday? I've been listening to Cowherd for the last week or so. Okay. So his whole thing about, you know, Rodgers has to run around everywhere, do everything. Brady's always up. Yep. And he spun it like, why are we thinking Rodgers is anywhere close to Brady? I'm spinning it like Rodgers could be better than Brady, but he's never given the opportunity to do anything. Dude, I mean, what we, we have severely under, underserved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, we haven't run a flea flicker. I, I can't even remember the last time I run a flea flicker. Oh, a reverse. I don't a, think Jeremy Bates knows what a flea flicker is. No, it's like – I haven't seen a, a creative screenplay. I mean, and, it's and, and Brady is forty-one years old. They've been on top of the league for twenty years, and they're still running creative plays. Yeah. So here's a question: Would you take Lane Kiffin as your offensive coordinator right now? I would take anyone over Joe Philbin okay. because Joe Philbin. <laughs> Joe Philbin's horrible. Joe Philbin was great in 2011, and He's, then. Such a joke on the Dolphins head coaching. Like his whole hard knock season just made me realize how he's a joke. He's a total joke. And so I I don't think it's ever good when you bring a coordinator back in after they got fired. No, it it doesn't make any sense. Why are we going back? It's like, why are you going going backwards? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you going backwards? What's the point? Forward. Sean McVay's moving forward. Uh, uh, Shanahan's moving forward. Joe Philbin's stuck in 2011. Yeah. Like, we're running the same route concepts as seven years ago. It doesn't work anymore. It's, no, a, so, it, it's absolutely infuriating. Our season's over. I don't see us making the playoffs. I'm hoping for a top 10 draft. <laughs> I think McCarthy's gone, though. And I was, I was talking to Arnold, and, you know, he said, it's time for McCarthy to go. And I'm not disagreeing with him. I just, I, that dude won us a Super Bowl. I'll always love him. So, and that's I, fine. I can't. I can't call for his head, but if he was replaced, I wouldn't mind it. And that's fine. It's just he won a Super Bowl ten years ago. Yeah, with it was a long time ago. An MVP quarterback. Yep. Who has still been here for the past ten years? Yep. I, I will say our defense. I'm very happy with Patton. I'm very happy with Patton. Yeah, and now is that more on McCarthy? You think, or is that getting a new GM in here? Uh, what do you mean? Didn't Wolf go? Wolf is, so we have a new GM this year. 
Yeah. Then, so do you think the picks are on McCarthy or on the new GM? The picks for this year? You mean like Jair? Oh, wait. Yeah, was that McCarthy? No, no, no. So we have a new GM named Gudekunst. Yeah. And he, he did his first draft in April. Yeah, so the picks are probably his doing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made the picks, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so I don't, it's just sad to watch. Because, like, you want to watch a game like – you want to watch Rodgers and Brady go at it. And the whole game, it was just – It was – Nothing happened. It was very underwhelming, I thought. Such a letdown. It was, it was sad. It was very sad. Um, so what do you think about the Chargers? <sighs> that game was actually really good. Uh, I, I was watching it. I can't believe he dropped that ball at the end. In, I can't at the very end. There, and you want to talk about over reliance? Uh, Russell Wilson does everything for that offense, and even then, he still wasn't enough. Uh, he put the perfect pass, dropped. Dude, he's so, so good. He is he's so really good. so good, and no one really talks about him anymore. Uh so I think uh, your Seahawks take. We were off it and on it, and then on it, and then off it again. I, I think they're still playoff worthy. Because they're like at they're any not point, bad. Russell, they're not bad. And their O line has put everything, uh, you know, every take about it into the trash. Um, because their O line is like I think Football Focus had them rated like number one or number two this past week. Um, so they've been playing very well. Uh, they still don't have any receivers, and they still don't have a run game. And despite yeah, despite all of that, yeah. So I think almost taking running back would have been a good call. Now that we know how you know, pretty decent their running back or their offensive line is. Uh, but Penny was still a trash pick. <laughs> Dude, he's a bust already. He doesn't like do anything. He's on the depth chart. He does nothing. Like, I mean, Mike Davis and Chris Carson are hurt every single week, and he still never gets the ball. It's always, oh, this guy just got back. He's not 100%. He's getting the ball anyway. It, the thing with a running back is, like, I feel like at that position, if you're not good year one, you're a bust. Yeah, like, like yeah. maybe two years, but it's not like you need a lot of time to develop. Like you either see the holes and hit them, or you don't. Yeah. So uh, now there is one quarterback who has thrown multiple touchdown passes in every single. Who it is? It's gotta be Mahomes. No, it is actually Philip Rivers. Well, Mahomes has two though. Yeah. No. 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 Just in every single game this year, Philip Rivers has thrown multiple touchdowns. Okay. Uh, Mahomes had one touchdown against the Jags. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, it's just a cool stat. I think the Chargers are st- still probably going to be second in the division. I don't know. They're such a hard team to predict. I hate it. They're so annoying. <laughs> the, dude, everyone today and yesterday, everyone's all in on the Chargers. Like, the hype is really building. I just can't buy into Phillip in the playoffs. I can't either. I can't, but Melvin's legit. Their run game's legit. Yeah, it is. Their roster's good. Um, their defense is legit. like so. It's so hard to tell. Uh, yeah. But so, just to touch on a couple more things, um, I am not letting go of this backup quarterback storyline because uh, it just keeps <laughs> getting better every single week. Um, so we had the whole Nathan Peterman is now the starter again after Derek Anderson was the starter and got a concussion and threw Peterman in the lineup. He's raising his QBR <laughs> by like fifty percent every single week. He just keeps getting better. <laughs> um, the whole Jameis Fitzpatrick debacle in Tampa Bay. Dude, uh, I, he, I thought Fitzmagic was going to happen again. I know. It was so I close. know.
So I mean, like he, the Red Rocket had to ruin it. It's not. You can't. You, yeah. you can't fight that. Um, but the best one by far is Nick Mullins. I <laughs> like. I was hardcore tuned into that game when he started, and I could tear my eyes away. And I just saw a tweet earlier today. Uh, he had a one-way radio in his helmet through the through the Raiders game, where Shanahan was, you know, calling him plays. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mullen was so ready to call plays versus the Raiders that, according to George Kittle, he kept saying, "Does he ever shut up in the huddle while Kyle was still talking?" <laughs> so, what? What a guy! Um, <laughs> I am really, really hoping we get, you know, a kind of Brock Osweiler, Ryan Tannehill battle for the quarterback. Um, and I don't want Deshaun to get injured, but I just don't feel like it's a complete NFL season unless we see the Texans have to bring, you know, uh, TJ Yates in, TJ Yates in, Brandon Whedon, just like, <laughs> they got to come in at some point. It's not going to be complete until they do. <laughs> Um, such a clown, dude. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Dak? Uh, so my thoughts are that Cooper obviously makes him a little bit better of a quarterback. Yeah. It helps so much because I threw all those I, – I think you saw that the giant text message I sent defending Cooper to Jeffrey. Yes. Because uh, the stats are true. He gets separation very easily at the line of scrimmage. That touchdown he had was amazing. Yeah. Uh, he shook that. Uh, and it was actually Malcolm Butler. He shook him so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, side note, how much of a genius does Belichick look like for letting Butler walk and taking Gilmore? Dude, that's what, that's what Cowherd was saying today. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you got out of that Super Bowl and everyone in New England, all the media were like, what a moron. He cost him the game. And now it's like, maybe he knew something. Yeah. So, because uh, Butler stinks. And Gilmore's yeah, way dude. But – uh, Jerry Jones said today that Dak Prescott is young. He's going to get extended. Yep. What a disaster. <sighs> so, I mean, we've been waiting on Dak to progress. I still don't think it's going to happen. But uh, Cooper helps him a lot. And honestly, the Cowboys' biggest problem – I mean, did you see the Zeke stats? What are they? What do you mean? Uh, he had 96 yards in the first half total. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then touched the ball six times in the second half. Like – that, why is that offense not rolling through him? I don't know. He's like, their best why? player. It's like they just want – all right, Dak, this is on you, and it's not working. It's obviously. like they're trying to, like, boost his confidence. Or yeah, like, like, come on. Or, or just, they're, like, trying to justify the check that they're about to Yes. Play. Yes, they're trying to defend themselves, and Dak keeps proving them wrong. So It's just uh, – I don't even know, dude. It, I think if they re-sign Dak, it's a big mistake. You, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. No. Um, and uh, so let's, let's, because, all right, do you think any trades actually matter in the trade deadline? Um, actually matter. I did like Demarius to Houston. Yeah. I like that move. I'm not sure if it matters. Ha- the haha one does not matter at all. That's now you say amazing. that, but I, I'm just watching the Pats game. I think haha does make that tackle on Josh Gordon. That's true. The game was over at that point. Now the game was over. That's true. Now I, I say it doesn't matter because I'm in the I'm in the camp that the Packers season is now over. Okay, so you're just kind of like apathetic about the whole thing. Uh, um, it, it's it doesn't matter. We're going to lose them at the end of the season. Now here's what doesn't make sense. We got a fourth round pick for him. If we just if we just keep him all year, he was a starting safety, and then let him walk. We were probably going to get a fourth or fifth comp pick for him. So it's like, what are we doing? 
Yeah. Like, why did we do it? Like, we were going to get a fourth or a fifth form. It doesn't. And it makes little sense to me. Just because the secondary is so new, you would think having a, a pretty decent experienced veteran on it would just kind of help out. But Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I think HaHa's a soft safety. I wasn't a fan, but he was still a starting safety. And now we have safety. We don't have a safety. We had to sign one off the street yesterday. Yeah. They all got hurt, and now we don't have one. It just looks, like, moronic. Yeah. So, uh, I think in the, Cooper happened like the week before the trade deadline. I think that was probably the biggest impact one, like long term. Yeah. Uh, and then there's always a possibility Dante Fowler might re- resurrect his career for the Rams. Uh, I, I don't see it, though. I don't see it. I, I don't know. I'm not ruling it off yet, but uh, Golden State to the Eagles is cool. I don't think it really is going to show up until playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want then, to see how he looks in that uniform. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to actually watch him play. He could be uh, really good in that offense. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, uh, and then timeout went to the Rams. Oh, shoot. Sorry, he must not be named. Uh, oh, the Ravens. Uh, uh, we're going to end it right there. For, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think I have avoided the topic long enough. Um, congratulations on <laughs> beating me. You're two and so I I knew it was over um, as soon as JPP put up one point. I, I he's put up at least nine every single week up until this week where he put some one tackle assist in the fourth quarter. Dude, TC, I I don't know if I've ever been a part of a fantasy matchup like the one we just played. This was like, and you ultimately won by like what close to fifteen. Yeah, but this was an intense match, dude. I mean, when one of the craziest fantasy plays I've ever watched is I'm playing Vikings D and Daniel <sighs> Hunter in my DL slot, and I'm I'm watching this game live, and I watch it like in slow motion as Stafford rolls out and Daniel comes up right behind him, and I'm and I'm just like, come on, get him, sack him, sack him, sack him, and then he laterals it back. Mm, I know. And I'm like. And, my initial thing was, dang, he didn't get the sack. And then he hit the ground. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then, and then I was thinking, Vikings defense, give me some points. Give me two points for recovery or whatever. And then I see it's Daniil. And I'm like, Daniil? And then, he, and then I thought he was going to fall down on it. And he scoops it. And I'm like, let's go. That was like a 30-point play, dude. <sighs> and nuts. there's that. I was starting Matthew Stafford. Like everything that could have gone wrong for me, like basically, like I and I still believe if Mac played this week, I think I would have won. I do but too. He stayed out one more week. The Bears trashed the Bills. Defense had two touchdowns. And I had to play Pierre Paul. I had to pick up Sean Lee. We all knew Sean Lee was going to get injured this game. I played him anyway. Aggravated his hamstring. Went out in the second half. Dude, he's a <sighs> joke. Sean Lee's a joke. Let's be real. It's... He, he gets so much praise from the media. I don't know if he's played 10 games in the last yeah. three years. Combined. And it, it just it breaks my heart because like, I, I, and I'm, still, I'm really glad you're doing good just because like, I, it's, it's more fun. Because when I talk to you pretty much every day, it helps that you're doing good in fantasy. <laughs> but I, I, and I went into this week expecting to lose the game, so ultimately I'm not too heartbroken. But just having this much hope, the it's 71, hope. the yep. 71 yarder by Grease to beat the Rams just gave me like, let's go. 
dude, that's when I was like, okay, this is an all-time fantasy matchup. Because, dude, I I was at one point projected 300, and I was, like, leaning back on my couch like, I am – I'm a beast at fantasy. And then then Breeze, when he did that 70-yarder, I looked at the score and I was like, TC's within, like, seven points here. This is an absolute shootout in the wild, wild west. Yeah, because, like – no, I mean, we, I blew, like, the next highest score was 237. Oh, dude, it wasn't even close. Yeah. And so, of course, I had to be playing you this week. Uh, it's, and it's such rotten luck. I, I felt bad for you. Gurley had his worst week. I know, but Julio dude. finally caught a Julio. touchdown. Oh, and it couldn't have come at a better time. For it couldn't have come. But, I mean, Daniel Hunter won you this game. 40 and a half points. There's this not much you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. That's the highest I've ever had at a DL slot. Yeah. So, here's the good news. I think you're going to sneak into the playoffs. You're, you're tied for sixth right now. Yes. Uh, so, you're fine. You're, you're totally fine. fine. Get a couple um, wins here, which you will. I like your team. I, your, your name this week? <laughs> Panero like 30 minutes ago or whatever hour ago and I'm going through the league and I'm like George Washington I'm like all right who's he playing and I just go down like, not the onion picker not that not that and I saw Denzel I'm like oh my god it's such a bad joke I laughed out loud I was sitting like oh I was dying that's my favorite part about fantasy every week like it's just it just makes me happy uh but I, I I've gone pretty much overhauled my team um, I finally let go of a people I've, like a few people I've been waiting to break out. Um, I am fully ready to quit on Crowell. I just can't because he's technically a starting running back. But I cut, I, you know, I made that trade. I got Alshon. He had to play the Jags. He had his bye last week. So I'll have him for the rest of the season. Good. Ridley's back. I picked up pretty much every rookie wide receiver that might turn out to be a somebody. And yeah, I picked I up, you. yeah. So you picked up uh, what's his face more on the yeah Panthers. DJ Moore he led the Panthers in targets and receiving yards two weeks ago and then last week he had two targets for one catch and sixteen yards. You know what's funny Which, about that game two weeks ago? What I dropped him like an hour before that game started. <laughs> so not only did I pick him up, uh, I also picked up. Oh no no you didn't have Scantling on your team at all did you? No no I didn't. No. Okay yeah so I picked up Allison last week to start him. Allison sucks. Scantling did good so when I had my pickup I dropped Allison picked up Scantling. Scantling looks good. He looks like a good wide Dude, receiver. Scantling's legit. Um so I'm really happy. I think he's going to be a keeper for me just because Aaron Rodgers he's a he's a big body wide receiver. Looks great. He's uh, fast. Dude. He has absolute jets. He ran like a yeah. four three something. Yeah, so I uh, – and then I picked Sutton up the morning of t- – like Tuesday morning before the trades happened just on an off chance he got and, and then he got traded. So if they can yeah. ever get – if you want to talk about like same offensive category, Broncos offense is t- just terrible. Yep. Uh, so hopefully they figure that out. He gets some points. But I, 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 think, I, I think I can get that sixth spot. Hopefully, make another little. You're run. getting in. You're getting into the playoffs. You, you will. I, I have no doubt. I like your team a lot. Thank you. Okay, so uh, now I didn't. And did you have anything else you want to get into? No, I want to hear about this new uh, this new <laughs> thing you have. Okay, yeah. So I was just sitting here on Reddit almost a week and a half ago, okay. and this story popped up. And I was just reading the story, and I was like, 
this is insane. There's got to be some way I can work this into the podcast. Okay. And then I was like, I just clicked on the subreddit the story came from, and there were multiple stories like it. And so pretty soon I came up with a would you rather segment. And so I have, <laughs> there's three parts to this, uh, or three, three questions sort of. So I found uh, some news stories, and I'm just going to kind of give you, it's basically just the headline, and I can give you more details about each story if you want. Uh, okay. But I'm just going to let you pick which one you would want to basically kind of be your life. If you could take over that life, you just, okay. okay. Right. Um, and I just, all of these stories I took were strictly from last week. Okay. So this can definitely be a recurring thing because these are insane. Okay. Okay. So would you rather uh, be the ex-researcher who stole funds and was sentenced to play piano for the elderly? Would you <laughs> rather be the Virginia mayor who fined children over the age of 12 for trick-or-treating on Halloween? <laughs> or would you rather be the WikiLeaks founder who can't use the internet unless he cleans his bathroom, looks after his cat, and avoids talking about politics online? Is this uh, Julian Assange you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I still not to say his name. I just use the WikiLeaks founder. You know, he's like locked up in like a Venezuelan embassy. Yeah, yeah. Like so they leave. had uh, they came to his like where he was living, and the whole place was a mess. His cat was like starving. And so they took away all his internet privileges unless he has to start, you know, cleaning his bathroom and looking after the cat. And he had like two or three accounts where he would just basically troll people about politics. And so now he's not allowed yeah. to talk about politics online. Dude, he's, he's, a, he's a weird character. Uh, he's so strange. A so, lot of people want him like expedited back to the U.S. to like get prosecuted for stealing nah. secrets. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And he just, where he's at. He's, yeah, he's just holed up in an embassy somewhere. <laughs> uh, I would rather be the, uh, the first one. Playing a piano Play. at the old folks' home. Yeah, okay, so this guy, I don't remember what he was researching, but he stole his grant funds. He was paying for hotel trips. He bought his wife all this nice stuff. Uh, he was hiring hookers, paying for prostitutes, yeah. and he got caught. And the judge found out he could pay, p- play piano. So for like the next three years, he has to play piano for the elderly at multiple <laughs> uh, nursing homes. Dude, it's not, it's not a horrible gig. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, a, you know how to play piano, which is which is cool. Yeah, so you could probably pull some you know, grandmas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that scene from the internship with Rob Riggle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's down for a little group play. <laughs> but uh, I think the Virginia mayor has a lot of promise. That's the one I would have gone with, okay. just because you know, like Halloween's not a federal holiday. Why is it okay for people to come up and knock on my door and for me to give them candy when it's not even government mandated? I don't get off work. Why should I have to pay to have candy in my house just so I can give it to you? So you, I like that this guy is like screwed. Now, now hold on. Now it's okay for kids. Like kids, it's fine. But once you get a certain age, like come on, kid, go buy your own candy. Eat your eat your parents' candy. Stop coming to my house. You keep coming back. All right, I'm reporting you to the city. You're getting fined now. Like I think it's a good crackdown. <laughs> And if the government wants it to change, make it a national holiday. I shouldn't have to go to work. What, what do you think about the push to make Halloween the last Saturday of October? Great idea. There's I no reason it. it should be on a why is it Why is it on a Wednesday? It's so sad. The kids should be out all night. Yeah. Like, it's no, like, it's no fun for any – like, I just got home from work, and there's people at my door all night. No, it's a weeknight. Let me relax. There's – like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dude, and what's with the what's with the trick or treaters now going out like before the sun is is down? Well, I like to think it's because they don't have to get to school tomorrow morning. Now put that on a Saturday. There you go. Well, that's a good point. 
right. Uh, so second one, and another three options here. Okay. Uh, gosh, let me try to decipher my handwriting. Uh, would you rather be the guy who sold his used girlfriend for $19,000 on Craigslist? Used girlfriend? What yes. does that mean? Uh, I'll read between just, the lines. There you go. So uh, would you rather be the – would you rather perform a scientific study linking uh, – goodness – childhood obesity? Wait, linking what? Or would you rather be the – Memes, okay. memes, okay. internet, online memes. Uh, I thought it said moms, and I was like, that can't yeah. be right. Uh, or would you rather be the guy that got charged for throwing the dildo on the field for the Bills Pats game? Two oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be that guy, part of Bills Mafia. Yeah. Bills Mafia. I <laughs> That was one of the things I wrote down that we just didn't talk about because that was just there was like five dildos on the field at one point. <laughs> Incredible, dude. The Bills fans um, are just—they're a different breed, man. I love, someone's got to give some Tom Brady some some heckling, and that's that's perfect. amazing. Uh, I personally would pick the scientific study linking memes. To okay, that's a good pick. Just because I feel like that's a pretty unexplored area, and I feel like there's a lot of evidence pointing to pointing to some facts. Ah, I like it, dude. Untapped field. Yeah, for so you just make a name for yourself. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the Craigslist thing was a very strange article to read. I'd rather not get into it here. But uh, so the last one was all right. So last one, very Halloween theme. Uh, so happy late Halloween. Also, wait, time out. Happy birthday! Oh, thank you, sir. Maybe the first thank you very uh, much. first podcaster to wish you. Thank you very birthday. much. Um, gosh, let's see. All right, so a, like a little breaking news there. Yeah, yeah. I meant to start it off with that, and then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, so. Would you rather be the ghost who planted meth on a person? Would you rather be the woman who is engaged to a ghost and says sex with a ghost is better than with real people? Interesting. Or would you rather be the guy who rebuilt a Chuck E. Cheese robot and sings along to it in his bedroom? Uh, that one. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> oh, it's not even a question, dude. It's not even a question. That one right there. I was hardcore looking for just one more ghost related story and I couldn't find it. And this was like, this guy lives in his, he's lives in his upstairs bedroom in his parents' house still. And he's been rebuilding. Like, you know, when you, have you ever been to Chuck and Cheese before? Yeah. 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 yeah you know, like the robot bands yeah, they have yeah. like up at the, yeah. So he's been rebuilding those, just trying to find, you know, the animatronics and put it together. And he finally found the last yeah. piece. And so, it's just, just this clip of him just singing along to the band. It's so, <laughs> so scary. Do you want to hear a fun fact but, about Chuck E. Cheese? Yes, please. I actually, two weeks ago, on the way back from New York, I listened to a podcast about Chuck E. Cheese. And so this is weird that you brought this up, but <laughs> the guy who founded Chuck E. Cheese also made the Atari. Really? So he, he, the guy who created Pong... And was like a billionaire from selling off Atari. He, so yeah. he sold off Atari. And then he went and made Chuck E. Cheese. And when he came up with the mascot to be... So they went to like some like flea market to buy some costume just at the very early days. Because they needed a mascot. And they go to this flea market and they find a full body uh, wolf suit. But <laughs> it was such an ugly wolf suit that this guy thought it was a rat. So 
everyone else thought it was a wolf. He thought it was a rat, so he named it like it was something like Jack a Rat was the original name of Chuck E. Cheese. It was something with a rat, and they said, "No, you can't have rat in the name of a pizza place." <laughs> so they came back a day oh later gosh. and they named it Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, random facts. Interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my favorite one out of these was the so this woman. Uh, she was married to her husband, and she met a ghost on an airplane. Okay. And so they broke the mile high club in the bathroom, oh, she wow, said. Oh, that's and she, Yeah, so she fell in love with him there um, and divorced her husband and just says the ghost gets her on just pretty much every level. Um, obviously, the physical relationship is better, according to her. Uh, the proposal was incredibly sweet. She had a whole story about Aww. this, and there's actually a news interview with it. That's beautiful. And I just... You know what kind of mattress that they are uh, sleeping together on? No, I don't. Casper. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was so dumb. That was so dumb. Oh, so uh, it's even (laughs) bootiful. Oh, jeez. It's just a very, very... uh, That's amazing. This whole, like, the whole story is just amazing. I don't, like, it just, because she looks perfectly normal, and then she starts talking, and it just blows your mind. Like, you wonder how many people you pass on the street that are just bona fide crazy. Yeah, dude. And you'll never know. You'll just never know what's I, going on with their lives. I can't believe she's so transparent about this weird relationship she has. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, oh, Fortnite. That's great. <laughs> did you get to did you get to use the balloons? Yes, dude. I used the balloons this past weekend. It was amazing. I love them. I love them. Oh, they're so much fun. Them. Did you uh, did you see the, the new... jerseys now? Yeah. I buy. I don't, I don't know, know. Are, but I'm buying one so I, just so I can wear a Packers jersey on, on the battlefield. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, it, I'm gonna buy one. It's just I feel like it's gonna be a waste of money. It, it is, but I, I gotta do like, it. I'm just gonna. Well, I'm just thinking, I'm so, do I want my carriage to wear a Jets jersey? I don't want to look at that right now. Um, yeah, um, but it's, it's great. I'm going to play again this weekend. Yeah, same. But they had that whole event that looked awesome. I missed it again, but I, this game just, just gets better. I saw the headlines Everybody. of the event. I actually don't know what happened, but I heard it was wild. Really? I didn't read into it. Yeah, you should just try to just look up a YouTube okay. clip of it. It looked pretty cool. I will, I will. Um, um, very, very interstellar. Really? Okay, yeah. okay, I'll look it yeah, up. And you'll know it when you watch it up. Um, I want to bring up a quick movie that I saw. Actually, I saw two. Okay. I haven't seen any movies in a while. Like, I've just been so busy. Anyways, I watched The Truman Show. Amazing. Amazing. And I've seen it before, but maybe not all the way through. It was it, – okay. it's, it's such an interesting movie because every scene, there's, like, little, like, kind of, like, Easter eggs, like, hidden in the background – just about how they're tricking them and like the newspaper headlines and it's it's very like it's very subtle and I loved it it was fu- it was fun to watch so watch that and then I also saw Game Night with Bateman and Rachel McAdams how was I that I loved it dude it it was just really? classic Bateman you throw in Rachel McAdams who's an absolute babe you can't go wrong yeah. man I'm just not a Rachel McAdams fan oh gosh. And- but I, I do want to see Truman Show again. I've only seen it once, Go, dude, and it's definitely that kind of movie you can just watch it over and over again. again. You you like pick up on little things, 
it's 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 a fun watch and it, it, there's not a slow moment yeah. it's just all the way through it's really cool yeah and i wanted to watch it game night when it came out it was just it was one of those movies like i'm just not gonna go pay to go see that it might not just be trash you like bateman uh, though right yeah yeah I like it's bateman. classic ba- I like it's bateman. classic bateman now because uh, I mentioned this movie a while ago, did you ever get to watch that Netflix movie about them uh, bringing their bosses together? Um, 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 no, I didn't. I told Brienne about it. We never watched it. You have Wait, to watch what, that movie. Like again? I'm telling you, I, I, I have it written uh, down. I know I do. One second. Uh, step. Set it up. Yeah, set I have up. that written down. I'm in my telling notes, you. Yeah. Like, you'll just fall in love with a girl. Like, and that's, like, I hate it because it's, like, torture. But if the movie <laughs> makes me fall in love with one of the girl characters, it's, it's forever going to be a diamond for me. Uh, dude, those are the best it, movies. Just, because you just get that feeling the best in your ones. stomach. That's, like, baby driver for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the same feeling I got just watching this movie. And I really want to go watch this movie again. I can't wait. <laughs> also, I, oh, I just want to bring up one last thing before we sign off. <laughs> so... I'm talking to this girl the other day, and we're just, like, in this conversation. I don't even know how this came up, but she started talking about how in high school, they, they had, like, a party house that all her and all her friends would go to. And, like, like the parents would buy alcohol for them and stuff, and they'd, they'd go, like, yeah, like that was, like, right. the hangout spot, right? So <laughs> she goes, yeah, uh you know, most people have like party houses and stuff, but we had, we had a house and um, we would go in the basement and we would get drunk and it was like 10th grade. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty early to like start drinking or whatever. She's like, yeah. I said, the, the parents didn't care. And she goes, no, uh, the, the dad was not around. So it was just the mom living in the house and she was deaf. So she would be upstairs and, she, and we would just sneak in and she'd have no idea we were there. So that's why we went and hung out there. And I was like, what? That's kind of genius. I was actually just bewildered. I was like, wow, the deaf mom upstairs has no idea there's a big party going on in the basement. I thought it was weird. That's, I mean, that's like, that's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing, I, dude. Uh, so just kind of real quick, because you mentioned a girl. I had uh, two interactions today. Well, not really interactions. Um, there's this one really cute girl in one of my lit classes. She is one of the Georgettes. Interesting. Uh, I know. So she's very, very pretty. And I went and got coffee. Sorry, I don't drink coffee. I got hot chocolate from that new ca- – they put a cafe in the library. Oh, sweet. And so and the hot chocolate was super yeah. gross. Don't ever recommend it. But I grabbed that, and I'm sitting there walking in class just down the park, just kind of miserable because I spent $4 on horrible cho- yeah, hot chocolate. Yeah. And it's just perfect timing. She's also walking to class. And so there was like a good 10 steps where I was just like petrified in yeah. fear. And I was finally like, whatever. So I started talking nice. to her. And I think like I've got to figure out a way to just like calm down. Because I definitely overhyped it. I was not authentic. I choked the chance. <laughs> yeah. It was just an awkward conversation from start to finish. Hey, but, hey it doesn't matter that <laughs> you said something. I try. That's right. And that's even if you say something, crash and burn. It's a ten times better feeling than not saying anything at all. And just <laughs> laying in bed at night, thinking I'm such a coward. <laughs> that's true. So the very but and then but then you get to torture yourself with what you say because the yes. very first thing I talked to her about was we had to read this book and then write a short paper about it. So I asked her how she liked it, 
And then she said she really liked it. And I was like, oh, I kind of hated it. And then there was like kind of like that awkward silence. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? That's so funny. that will be with me for the rest of the night. Um, so, and then yeah, keep uh, going, keep going. today in my international class, we had a guest speaker who wanted us to partner up and do a quick activity. Okay. And so I stood up and obviously I was immediately looking around for any cute girl. And so I turned <laughs> to the one behind me, the one that kind of had a yeah, 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 semester yeah. in my group project. And then she says, I want you to talk to somebody you've never talked to before. Guys, this is your chance to go talk to that girl. And so I've already talked to this girl before. We're in a grad project together, so I couldn't talk to her. Yeah. But there's this other really cute girl kind of in the back right corner. Her name is Audrey, which I think is just a yeah, great name. Yeah, a good name. And so I stand up to walk all the way back there. I'd have to like squeeze all the way past my row, walk up. Like it's like a, it's in Sanford. So you know like how the yeah, 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 yeah. classrooms are. So I'd have to walk all the way up to the top right corner. And so I start moving, and then she starts talking to the girl right below her. <laughs> and what crossed my mind then was, like, she didn't say no groups of three, but it would be awkward to shoot her myself in there yeah. and try to hit on yeah. her. And she's talking to a girl. Is it possible she's a lesbian? I'm not sure. <laughs> and so I just turned around and talked to the guy in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a lesbian? I don't Because <laughs> oh, I'm, so I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little off center right now, just trying to recuperate. Okay. Okay. Like, ah, I'll just pass. You'll be fine, dude. You'll be fine. That that is hilarious. <laughs> well, I just think we ended on that. That is that is I'm good with that. All right. Well, hopefully we can get back next week. Yes. yes. Uh, fingers we'll crossed. Here next week. So good to go. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be good to go. Soon. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you then. Adios.